Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. Uh, eventually, we will have all of us here. Right now, we've got Adam, we have myself, I'm Caleb, and I think we will see Rhiannon here uh, pretty soon. So, Adam, it's just you and I. It's just us, man. <laughs> just us. Do you... um? I meant to ask you, you have that Mezco Black Bolt and Lockjaw set, right? You I do. That? It's it's kind of over here. I still need to set it up. Um, you're pretty you're pretty impressed with like the Mezco stuff? Oh, yeah. Like, they edit. It's awesome. Uh, here, I, this will do no good for anyone who's not watching on video, but let me grab Lockjaw. Um, did you see that new Legends wave? Oh, hi, Rhiannon. With the uh, Zemnu or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the build a fig and the God Emperor Doom. I've always wanted that one, so I'm getting that one. And then they did the person sized Armamo, which looks dope as hell. I think like Lady Deathstrike or something's also in there. Yeah, and Arcade is one of those mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I um the other day Dano Cosmic on Twitter was asking like, what's the quickest figure to go from being created to having a Hasbro Legend? And Zemnu has got to be up there. I mean, that guy only came out six months ago, right? It's got to be uh, probably some movie ones, too, I would guess, have relatively quick. And then you're like Funko and you spoil the whole damn series with Pietro. <laughs> Quotation marks. Oh, Mike is in the, Mike is hey. in the chat. I'd love to see Marvel Studios bring back Medusa and do justice to our luxurious hair. I think we all would, man. Everyone needs it. Yeah, the other he he sent us a message on Patreon the other day. He was like, "Hey, are you still doing the live show?" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> so we just we talked, and uh, Facebook algorithms decided to just stop giving him updates on when we were going live. So freaking Zuckerberg! How do, if you don't use Facebook for like a week at a time, the whole algorithm messes up. Like I log on every Saturday morning and doom scroll. And, like, it's just people I don't know. And... All right, uh, so I don't have a ton of news for this week. Because I told Adam earlier, like, everything in the news has been people trying to guess what's going to happen in WandaVision. Um, a couple of things that have come up. Um, I just have to remind myself of them. Oh, so just an anniversary that has been passed. Apparently Jessica Jones and Punisher... The last of the Netflix stuff is available for Marvel Studios, technically. Didn't we get a sense, though, that maybe those deals weren't fully two years? Or did we ever get to the bottom of that? Well, we'll never get to the bottom of it because we don't see those contracts. But it was... So there's been some speculation. I mean, like, everybody has assumed two years since the date of the cancellation. It could have been two years since the last series aired, or two years since... Yeah, there could have been some other milestone that that two years. People have pretty much been in agreement agreement that there was two years. Um, But there was speculation that, like, after 18 months, they could make plans. Um, Yeah, that, like, they could start planning to use those characters or something, but they couldn't actually, like, hire cast or hire writers... Until the two-year deadline. Did I read somewhere that eventually the Netflix shows themselves will become property of Disney? 
there I like 10 years down the road or some ludicrous number yeah yes because like ABC Studios made the shows and I think technically own them but Netflix you know somewhere in that so I think there again like no layman is ever I mean nobody is ever going to share those contracts we're never going to officially know anything but there's speculation or there's rumor that yes, Disney, the rights will eventually revert back to Disney and they'll be able to put them on their services. Yeah, because I've, you know, we, I brought up a couple times on this show that Disney produced the last, the season six of Clone Wars and it's Netflix that bought them for distribution or to, to be the US like way to watch them, but they didn't keep them forever. Eventually they reverted and they're all on Disney Plus now. So it's, it is weird to me. Every time I see Modern Family on Peacock, it really is jarring because that's an ABC show and I would think that it would be on Disney Plus, but I assume that it was one of those deals where NBC was the people who made it and ABC was just how they distributed it and so that was part of the deal there. Hollyweird's so weird, man. Well, and it was, I mean, there was something where it was more profitable for studios to make it like for abc studios to make a show and sell it to nbc than it was for them to just put it on their own network which makes no sense to me at all and is not that way anymore it's the opposite now yes yes so that's why you have so many of those that are like it's a wb property and you grew up watching it on nbc but now it's on hbo max because the world is weird yeah. So you're telling me there was a time they could have put New Warriors on NBC? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair, all their Squirrel Girl stuff, I think, came out in that, uh, I don't know, Ulysses and the Squirrel or something? It's like this... Yeah, Flora and the Ulysses, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Disney Plus show that appears to be Squirrel Girl with no Marvel branding on it. <laughs> uh, the other bit of news that I forgot about <laughs> was... Um, we did officially get a release date for the WandaVision episode of... Uh, assembled, which I guess is what they're calling their gallery shows from Marvel. Um, it's not a surprise. It's going to be March 12th. So the week after the finale of WandaVision, they'll be assembled. And then boom, the week after that, we'll go straight into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I think the biggest surprise here to me was the branding. Do you guys think it's smart for Marvel to have their own name for their own show? Or should they have just stuck with the gallery name? They're going to do whatever they uh, damn well please. Uh, like, I, I didn't mind gallery. I mean, I don't. It's not like I reference um, gallery all the time anyways for The Mandalorian. It's just kind of like, oh, that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I didn't even know what you were um, talking about. So I, I didn't see Mandalorian breaking Disney+. Plus. So I think obviously putting the Marvel name on stuff might uh, increase the value of anything. Right. Um, I think the bigger thing there is that the confirmation that we are getting assembled or the behind the scenes thing. One, kudos to Charles Murphy. Yeah. For for scooping that, and two, that guarantees content every single week this year, besides December thirty first. Yeah, because people have been talking about how, the, I think, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, that we'll get a Falcon and Winter Soldier um, Marvel Legends or whatever. And I was like, that's not content. I'm sorry. Like, I know why it exists, and I'm glad it exists, and I'll probably still watch it, but it's not worth anything to me. 
but this assembled deal I think will be very fun. Uh, I, I'm particularly, you know, we talked a little bit about production design. Uh, the production designers I think will be the most interesting people on WandaVision, just how much detail they put into that stuff. And even the cameras and the aspect ratios and all that kind of stuff I think would be cool. Absolutely. And that's that's what's going to be so cool about Disney Plus because it'll differ from show to show, right? Because you look at something like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you're going to want to be talking to stunt people or fight choreographers or choreographers. And uh, it just depends. Miss Marvel, you'll you'll want to see who who does the embiggening powers, you know? Yeah. Well, ha- see, if Miss Marvel was a Marvel television show, they would cut off her hand so she couldn't uh, <laughs> like make it bigger. Yeah, they'd put like an X Men style collar that like electric shocks her whenever she tries to use her powers. Powers. And just leave it on there for seven of the eight episodes. Or they just light up. They don't get big. <laughs> they just. She just puts on a As pair long of as she has confidence. If she, she loses her self confidence, they don't even light up anymore. She puts on a really big set of gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Marvel. I bought these really big mittens at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, speaking of Miss Marvel, the other last news thing I had was that um, we had a casting for uh, Zoe, who is uh, one of Miss Marvel's friends in the comic books. Um, it's not an actress I particularly know. She had a short run on um a quibby show so rihanna's probably seen her but um her name is laurel marsden so uh i think the weird thing to me lately about casting is like we keep getting people being cast and stuff that's filmed a long time like it's just when it leaks to the media right like i assume they didn't cast this character two months into filming unless she's in very few scenes I guess it's just weird to me when they leak that stuff out, but I think it's probably that it just leaked. And I lied. There was one last bit of news. Uh, Danny Elfman is coming back to score Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. If people will remember, he's the guy behind the Spider-Man original Spider-Man trilogy soundtrack. Um, I'm a little torn on this, but are you guys excited to see Danny Elfman return to Marvel stuff? Is he going to come out of the multiverse from the old Spider-Man universe to do the sound for the multiverse? What I don't like about it is, so I think he's very distinct. When I asked that question, I got the distinct <laughs> feeling that you guys are like, oh, I don't know, he's a, he does scores. But he had a very, like, I don't know, I always think of him as doing, like, Tim Burton-y movies that are like, boom, 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 like, dark creepy like water drop music i don't know how to call it so it seems just like it'll be abrupt to me to suddenly have that style back but oh danny Elfman. i i mean i'm i'm not sure i've ever uh i mean i've noticed when scores aren't as um prevalent or whatever but i don't think i can um tell between a bad score and a good score just kind of, oh, that's noticeable and that's not noticeable. Maybe that is the difference between a good and a bad score. This last week of WandaVision, I was like, you know, the person doing the music and the and the soundtracks and the themes for this, 
needs to be recognized and then i still haven't looked up the name of who's doing it but um it's the frozen people right i i can think there are some composers i mean mostly bear mccready that like there are a lot of shows i really like and he has done a lot of those shows i just don't know this particular composer on this show i'm always learning what are the things that get good conversation and bad i have just put in my notes composers not so much (laughs) it's it's funny because bear mccready (laughs) Yeah, and and I mean, like, a great score, um, to me, it does make a big difference, and that's one of the big complaints of the Marvel Universe, is that it hasn't had a very recognizable, like, score. Um, I'm going to have to stop looking at Mike's comments. Um, <laughs> he said we need a score for our discussion of scores. Um, I, I, I think it really does make a big difference. I think that it's not, I think there's so much diversity in the Marvel Universe that it hasn't become like a very much, I mean, when you hear that Marvel theme at the beginning of WandaVision, it does evoke a feeling. Well, you can, this week, if you want, if you have nothing else to do because you're at the end of the internet, like look up a video essay on Danny Elfman and he just, I don't know, for me, he's always like the, uh, I don't know, 90s like goth kids favorite composer like it's just always unnecessarily weirdly dark i feel like so i visited uh the masterclass website and i got nothing but danny elfman masterclass ads for a year straight <laughs> so, I, don't, I didn't even look at his masterclass but i got the ads. well but that sounds like a good choice for the doctor strange movie yeah maybe that's true yeah, I just uh, I just got over him in the same way I got over uh, what's his name that does um, all the Christopher Nolan movies, and it's just like loud like foghorn. Hans Zimmer. What's it? yes, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. And every one of his things is like, <laughs> like you know, like he just went down to the local docks and just recorded like ships blowing their horns, basically. <laughs> all right, cool. Let's talk about Wandavision. So as you said, Rhiannon, we got an unbelievable uh, title song at the end of the episode. I have been going around all day, spoiler warning, all day long. It's um, in the back of my head. I just have, it's been Agatha all the time. (gasps) It was so good. It took me so long to get that song out of my head yesterday. And the only way to get it out of my head was just focusing on the I killed Sparky. Yeah, <laughs> that was rough. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe they went. I, there. I can't either. That that's. Just, I just keep thinking about all those people that at the beginning of the season thought this was family friendly, so they're watching this with their kids, and just what this is going to be by the end of the season, and how traumatized those traumatized those poor kids will be. Adam, I know you've been a big Catherine Hahn fan. Do you feel like they're finally starting to pay off the potential of of putting her in this show? I mean, we all knew it was coming, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was still a really, really good reveal. Um, that wasn't really predictable. I didn't feel like... It wasn't predictable in the sense that none of us knew how and when it was going to happen. Um, but it but it happened, and it, it was great. I have all sorts of questions, man. If they go where I hope they go, they're going to open up this whole corner of, as you said, 90s goth stuff. That I hope. I mean, we're talking Ghost Riders and, and the Mephistos and the Blackhearts and the Cathans and, and all that type of stuff. Um, so I'd be super stoked if they, they went that route. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really liked the, the reveal. Catherine Hahn is, is a phenomenal actor. Um, I don't think anyone will deny. She's my, she's always been my favorite part of Step Brothers. I'm not sure that includes, um, <laughs> that's considered a, a standout piece of cinema. I mean, she's great in that. I mean, Parks and Rec, you know, I haven't admittedly watched anything else she's been in. Um, I lied. Yes, I have. But uh, yeah, I loved I loved the reveal. I will say, I watched with uh, captions on, and the caption came on before the actual line, so I was kind of disappointed because Agatha Harkness stood out instantly in that the way the captioning was laid out. Um, but that's a very petty thing to criticize, I guess. Yeah, there was something else in this episode because I always watch with captions on that the captions sort of ruined it or came a little early oh I, at the at the beginning of the episode there were a bunch of phantom captions for nothing that was going like the wnda or whatever the radio station or tv station yeah, yeah. but there was nothing playing yeah unless it was very very faintly in the background i didn't i just yeah. assume in all those moments i don't hear it but like i don't know I think what was really interesting about the reveal of Agatha, I mean, we all knew she was Agatha Harkness, and we've been saying it since day one, there was so many clues in that direction. I don't feel like I've heard anybody say, oh, maybe Agatha's the big bad. Like, I've heard Mephisto, and I've heard Nightmare, and I've heard it's the Kree, and I've heard it's Hydra, and a lot of like, oh, maybe it's just Wanda. But I think everyone just assumed that they would fit Agatha into generally her role in the comics and i'm you know i think it's still possible there's another twist and i think we may still have another bigger bad related to agatha somehow but i think that her role in it somehow was in front of our faces and we never nobody was talking about the potentiality that she really is just like nastier in the mcu than she is in the comics so if we took out the killing Sparky line of Agatha all along, um, I mean it wouldn't necessarily be a full heel turn, right? So we know she was she's been manipulating Wanda, but why has she been manipulating Wanda? Has she been manipulating Wanda to help Wanda in all reality? Because I mean Agatha's not a villain in the comics, right? So is uh, did they? You know, did, does she turn heel and is she a villain now? I mean, I think it's the easiest thing to say is, I mean, it's clearly a villainous thing because killing Spark... Well, but that's the other thing. Killing Sparky aged up the kids, so maybe the kids needs need aged up. I think the biggest or, or issue is you know? if you're a parent and you let your child visit someone else's home and then you go over and the kids are nowhere to be seen and they have a dungeon in their basement that seems to be like wrapped up with like uh like plastic plastic sheeting no, like at that point you're a bad guy like if my children are at your house and I can't figure out where they went I, you're no longer a good person <laughs> no no i totally agree with that um so i think if we look at the like the bad guy situation so we have we have agatha she has twisted with Wanda in this universe. She has done things to make Wanda's perfect life less perfect. 
But we didn't see anything to say because Wanda, we had that line with Vision where she's like, do you think I'm really controlling all of this? Do you think I'm, you know, doing all of this? And then there's all the comments of this is what you want, right? This is what you want. I think Agatha is there to twist with whatever the bigger power is that helped make the hex happen. Now, I know they kind of changed that in this episode and Wanda acted like it was her hex. It was her thing and she made it all happen and she made it bigger and everything. But I think there still is another power out there. The other piece that was interesting is that we do know she was directly lying to Vision last week. Like we had talked about how last week made it seem like she was a victim. And then this week they're like, no, she was just like putting putting that on to like get Vision to leave the bubble. Um, I don't love that in that to me it's not a great twist when characters just straight up lie to us. You know, like when you get data in the show that's just out and out a lie, it's not, it's not like, hey, look at that twist. It was like, hey, look, we lied to you. I kind of like when the twists actually fit the information we were given. So that was my one complaint, I think, about it. But uh, Let's talk a little bit about Hayward, just while we're talking about villains. I think like four weeks ago, I was wrong in who. I said he was letting Westview go on because he wanted to create uh, the twins. But it looks like he really did allow the Westview situation so he could get Vision back. That's pretty much what we've got now at this point. How did he end up outside the bubble? They drove real he ran fast. really fast. Yeah. Just zoomed like, right away. The car barely drove fast enough, but okay. Sure. There's there's gotta be a YouTube video somewhere that compares the velocity of the vehicle <laughs> and, and tells how fast the wall was actually moving. There's there's a YouTube video somewhere that the the wall moved at sixty miles an hour for thirty seconds. Increase I'm not going to go look for that video, but if somebody finds it, tag me. Uh, we also finally got our aerospace engineer, who turns to be, drumroll, nobody at all. <laughs> Very insignificant. I didn't, I didn't, so I interpret that differently, that the person that was there was not the aerospace engineer. It was like the person that drove the product of what the aerospace engineer created out to. Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah. So there still could be that reveal. We still could get John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Otherwise, Twitter will eventually probably just cease to exist. I got a whole lot of questions with Sword too. Like, how? What? What's the deal? So is this like, <laughs> like what? What's going on? Like this is a splinter faction or something. Uh, now we have loyalists and stuff with a Sword. Which just opens up the door for another Hydra situation yeah. or whatever the hell. See, I interpret all that as it's very Maria Rambeau specific. That there are elements within the organization that felt like they were wrong to give power to Hayward when Maria passed. And so, like, they subtly undermine his leadership at every opportunity they get because they don't think he's doing a good job. Like, could the aerospace engineer could have been, like, Abigail Brand or something. Hayward's a dead man. He's 100% going to die. He's going to fire the nuke into Westview or whatever. It's going to accidentally, it's going to be like a Wiley Coyote type situation. And it does a curly cue and hits, bonks him right on the head or something, and he dies. He's a goner, right? Yeah. 
I don't think it's going to happen quite like that, but I like the visual. Just just one old bonk and he's done. Yeah. See ya. Peace, Tyler. Or Samuel L. Jackson's going to show up and take over and be like, you're not in charge anymore. I did see somebody suggest, and I feel like this was interesting, that um, the, the engineer is the woman that she, they meet out in the woods, but that that's Talos's daughter. And so it looks like not much of a reveal, but then she'll descrollify herself down the road and we'll go, oh, that's who that is. Hmm. Doesn't seem like you guys are too excited about that that possibility. I just wanted Blue Marvel, man. That's all. I, I just wanted Adam Brashear. That's that's all I wanted. I am learning to temper my own expectations, though, and live a little. Like, I'm not furious that it wasn't Adam Brashear. Like, you know, I don't think WandaVision's the worst episode ever because Mephisto's probably not going to show up ever. Well, so let's talk about that a lot because I feel like more and more I go online and people are all, like, starting to get to where, like, they, they're going to like or not like this show based on whether or not their fan theories came true. Uh, Star Wars fans have been doing this for a little while now. It seems to me like that's a terrible way to enjoy a show is that you being right is the only thing that will like cause you to like it. I I personally like to be surprised, you know, I like to be surprised, but I like to be surprised in a good way. So like, I think there is just sort of, there's so many characters here that people have such an emotional attachment to the characters that they very much want to see. I, I can't imagine having an emotional attachment to Mephisto, but... You should see my wall. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> that scares me. <laughs> I have a Mephisto wall. No, a picture on the wall. <laughs> a picture. I, I mean, and th- so some people do have an emotional attachment to Mephisto. <laughs> and, um, I, yeah, I... I mean, I think that is hard. Like, emotions are hard in dealing with them. I think Marvel typically gets around that by, okay, here's this thing you didn't expect, but it's even better than what you expected. And they have to continue to live up to that. But, I mean, the show has other criticisms other than fan-thing. And that's the thing about the MCU. I mean, I think we kind of all understood just... I mean, we always knew the theories were going to be a part of it. You know, like even just with the the format of the storytelling, I mean, can probably expect similar stuff for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Even though it's a much more <clears throat> grounded series, um, I mean, there's still going to be theories and and speculation and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. Let's let's criticize what needs to be criticized then. Also, let's welcome all fan theories as well, man. Let's yeah. just let 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 people say what they want to say, and let's not. Uh, um, how, what do I want to say? Stop them from saying it. Let's not gatekeep fan theories. Yeah, I'm totally cool with that. I think what's been weird to me is people are like, "I'm gonna hate this show if my theory isn't right," and I don't. Right. I don't totally understand even that impulse because, like, the way I hear that is if this show doesn't follow color by numbers exactly what I expect, I'm going to be mad. And I'm like, 
why would you want the show to be exactly, you know, like, right. if you want to see a show like that, go watch The Big Bang Theory or go watch CSI, you know, like, those episodes will all play out exactly the way you expect. <laughs> There's also a thing called fan fiction that you could also, why don't you just write what you want to write? and all sorts of stuff. But I will say, spinning off of this, I will think WandaVision's the worst show ever if it is not Man-Thing powering Agatha's basement. So Her basement, the Stranger Things basement, as I call it, because it's got like all those like tendrils coming out of it and stuff. The, the ad suggests that we may be approaching, or that may even be the nexus of all realities, which is a big Marvel thing. Um, certainly I think there was a reason why the Nexus ad was there. First of all, just set design wise, it was brilliantly creepy and it's definitely a lot, as you mentioned, Rihanna, like darker than we thought we were going to go in this show when it started. I mean, it feels like this is a gateway to something, even if it's just some plot elements for what's coming for Dr. Strange and other stuff. I hope so. I hope so, so much. Um... There, there was one relating to um, Agatha's powers, right? We saw her powers were purple. I do have to credit my boss, Jim Viscardi, with this one. But what happens if the magicians of the MCU are powered? Powered? Is powered the right word? What if they're, they draw power from the infinity stone essence right because you have agatha who's purple and then you have wanda who's red and she clearly alters reality and then you have billy who has blue powers and he managed to stop speed out of his track so that's space-ish kind of um and we know that the essence is floating with the cosmic you know energy i i just thought it was super interesting that the colors are aligning and, and they could use like black powers or, or white powers or pink or, or anything like that. And it just so happens to be, uh, and then like the purples radiating through the, the vines or whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, it is powering something and the purple is the power stone. I don't know. I just thought it was a really intriguing theory to kind of tie. It makes sense. I mean, the infinity stones are energy, right? And energy powers everything. I I thought it was interesting. My personal theory is that it is going to connect to Doctor Strange somehow because there's the mysterious book in her room. Mm-hmm. And if you look, it has like a yellowish, orangish like glow yeah, around it, which is similar to the color of everything that the Ancient One makes in her magic. So I am suspicious that part of what Agatha is up to is that that book has a spell on it from the Ancient One. That it's been stolen out of um, Wong's library. And she can't open it. And so part of what she's trying to do is somehow get Wanda or Wiccan or somebody worked up to a place where they can help her open up that book because it's locked shut. Seems like a lot of effort just to do that. But... Oh, do you are you on Team Darkhold or not? Do you guys think? Yeah, Mike just said drop the drop the D word, the Darkhold. Do you uh, do you guys think it's the Darkhold? It looks or? a lot like the Darkhold. I think it looks a lot better than Agents of Shield's Darkhold because um, that had like a 
it had like a monster. It said Darkhold right on the cover. Yeah, it, it was like a font that you would expect on like an energy drink, is what I felt like. But, um, so apparently in one of the Wanda and Scarlet Witch, Wanda and Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch and Vision comics, there's a different book that is like a big part of the comic. I've not looked into this, but. Um, I saw it on Screen Crush. I forget what it was. It was like the Book of Tombs or something like that. And so I could see it being a different one because Marvel's got a bunch of them. It is interesting to me. And again, I saw this, I think, on Screen Crush that uh, you remember the library with all the books that were chained up in Doctor Strange? You want to guess what shape all of those book holders are in? Oh, hexagons. Yeah, it's all hexagons that all of those like books are like tied into. What I, what's this all going to be? Is cuz that's the thing. I mean, hexagons are one of the most used shapes and design. Like is it just like a design? I mean, we set ourselves up for disappointment with the engineer, so what do the hexagons mean? I know uh um, Brandon with CB, he he saw that there's a hexagon with the, in the Fury post credit scene, like on his digital screen tracking thing. That there's a hexagon, so is he like tracking the anomaly in space or what's with the hexes, man? It may just be coincidence. I think um, I think that some of the hexagon stuff, though, may be. I don't know that there may be something about space and time travel and the wormholes and I don't know. I want to give them a chance to like pay it off. It may be that it was all there just so they could say that Wanda has hex powers as well, but we'll see. So payoff. I'm glad you said payoff because we have two episodes left and they're not going to be hour long episodes. They're probably going to be 30 minute episodes because there's eight minutes of credits. Um, we're not going to, I mean, it might pay off, but it's not going to like, we're not going to get like a resolved ending, right? Like it's going to end on the world's biggest cliffhanger. So I think we get two hours. Are you guys resigned to that as well? No, I think we're, you think we get two hours? I think we're going to get, I think that next week we're going to turn it on. It's going to be a 68 minute episode. I do. We'll see, man. It's almost gotta be, but I'm not sure. It will. I mean, there's a lot. I think next week's like the the episode, right? It's it's going to take us through um, Agatha stuff. I mean, there's still those unmentionable set photos we have to touch on, which is very evident where that comes from now, thanks to this week. Um, and then we have to see how she got the stuff from Sword because there's still footage from the Sword HQ. And how you know Wanda or Wanda World got set up. So if anything, I would I would bet this episode might be. But I don't know. I suppose we'll see. I'm just gonna assume it's a 20 minute episode, or something, man. I don't. Last week I said this week was gonna be Modern Family. We're gonna get a reveal of the big villain at the end, and then episode eight will be the flashback that tells us how we got here, and nine will be the resolution. And so far, I've been completely correct. Like, I'm I'm, I'm still going with that theory. You still think we're going to get a flashback next episode of how we got there? Yes. Yeah, I think, well, because I still do think there's another entity involved, I think Evan Peters needs to be a little bit answered. Um, you know, like, it seems like he's being puppet mastered by Agatha, but I'd still like to know a little more of where he came from. 
And so I think Vision shows up next week and and we have Photon and and Scarlet Witch like tied up in the basement and he's like what's going on here and then Agatha's like well let me tell you what's going on and then we get exposition dump flashback this is how Wanda came to Westview this is how she built Westview this is who was involved this is the stakes and this is the only way I could be stopped and then the last episode is about trying to stop her and then they fail and we have to wait a year for Doctor Strange to show how they Exactly. Yeah. I mean cuz that's the one thing here. It could because we are dealing with one town in New Jersey. It could be that the rest of America doesn't know this is happening. It, you know, all of the other series could completely neglect the story and it wouldn't matter. Not that towns in New Jersey don't matter. All towns matter, but it it would it Thank wouldn't you. be too twitchy, you know. Like we wouldn't be sitting there going, "Oh my god, how can Hawkeye be in New York City just going about Hawkeye business while that town in New Jersey?" You know, it would make enough sense. Yeah, to me, the the magic stuff is like set to be in a world where people don't know what's going on. Like that was the whole. Doctor Strange premise yeah. is that Wong and the Ancient One are dealing with problems you don't even know exist, so you don't have to worry about them. And so I see the show resolving Westview and opening Westview back up and saving the residents, but they've also opened up the nexus of all realities and all chaos is breaking out underneath the surface, you know? Because, I mean, we Doctor Strange tracks tracked Loki from Asgard to earth um so i mean the magic people should know what's going on i guess um crap you said something really good i wanted to i do like if we go back um michael t ford had the comment that i i really like this idea that maybe that book is absorbing whenever wanda uses her powers it's absorbing the power that she's using oh, yeah. and i think that also goes in well with the glitching like, maybe she is powerful enough to be holding it all together, but since her power is being sucked up by that book, that's just more of Agatha screwing with things. Yeah. Well, the other thing, Adam, is Agatha's been around longer than Doctor Strange. So, like, you're talking about him tracking Loki, but Loki was a new threat. Like, there was a baseline, and then Loki spiked the baseline. Whereas if Agatha has had this book and is siphoning power and has been like at this for hundreds right. of years and doing some of the things Rhiannon just said, like it may be that he doesn't even notice her because she's just been in the background of his mind from the moment he learned magic. Right. And he does pointedly say that he's tracking threats from other realms. So if we're getting to semantics, he doesn't say he's tracking all magic wielders or whatever he just says he's tracking bad guys from other places that could harm earth um which would be silly not to track earth first then then go out but um you guys you guys pretty sold on pietro being 20th century fox or other multiversal pietro no not anymore i don't think so okay because i don't like not even like from earth one two three four or 
seven two one nine eight or not petro at all so far the idea that i've liked the most is that agatha agnes was wearing that brooch with the was wearing the brooch with the silhouette on it until pietro arrived and all this time she's been joking about her husband and that that like pietro was some sort of soul that was caught in the necklace and now he's a live person and but she had it back on in the basement yeah and he yeah he had his yeah he had his uh what do you puka shell thing on too in the Mm. post-credits scene okay i don't know um I do like the. I totally on the Cathan board now, though, right? So he's the he's the guy that wrote the Darkhold. So it's all hinges on that one book being the Darkhold. But I mean, there's a scene in um, new no, not New Avengers, uh, Dan Slott's Mighty Avengers, where Cathan. Uh, I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right. It's Cth- how do you guys pronounce? Do you guys pronounce it Cthulhu? Like Cthulhu? Yeah, right? it's a it's a hard ch. Yeah. That Cathan uh, possesses. Pietro Quicksilver, but I have to say they're doing all sorts of weird design things, man. He keeps wearing blue, you know. Like even though it's in Modern Family times, he's wearing this really like blue tracksuit type thing with the blue beanie. It's like Tommy never not wears green. He was wearing a green hoodie, and Billy was wearing his red and blue shirt again. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's Quicksilver either, but substantial people do. Oh, um. We totally skipped over the point. There was a time Thursday night where Stan Twitter thought Al Pacino was playing Mephisto. We haven't <laughs> talked about that. Yeah, it's another word. I just I wouldn't get myself too excited. That's all. Yes, I just thought we should point out that they earn it. That some people earnestly wanted Pacino to play Mephisto. I would lose my if that actually happened. I mean, we joke about fan castings and casting Army Hammer as everyone. Al Pacino as uh, Mephisto. The other thing we we definitely should talk about is um, the creation of Photon or of Spectrum. So I was really, as it was happening, I was like, oh, they're going to just full on do this here. Like, I did not expect, I knew Monica was in it, but I guess I just never thought that they would do a full origin story for her in this movie. Well, and I highly recommend everybody when she's going through the hex watch it with captions on. I mean, maybe you can hear and discern who all those voices are and what they're saying, but there's definitely like a little journey of what people have told her through her life as she goes through the hex. It it was very, uh, we, I am all the Jedi moment or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, that's that's one of the most beautiful shots I've seen. That the hex stuff and the the fed, how Doctor Strangey was that. I, I I hope Doctor Strange too is that for three hours straight. And we've talked about how we're not really excited about origin movies anymore. You know, like we have found with like Black Panther and Spider Man introducing a character in a different movie and then giving them their solo is a kind of nice way to do it because. Um, like Captain Marvel for all the good things Captain Marvel did I think the three of us felt like it was dragged down a little bit by being a traditional origin story and so I'm totally cool with doing stuff like this where WandaVision can be a launch board for this character 
And then when we see Monica in Captain Marvel 2, she can be relatively fully formed and we can actually do interesting story stuff instead of having to force our way through, you know, an hour of her origin. So I think it's smart. It's no, it's an excellent point. I do think um, as we move on, we are going to get less and less like self-titled shows when we're going to get more secret invasions and armor wars and the ensemble cast. Because, I mean, it's shown not only do we have, you know, the A-plot with Wanda and Vision and WandaVision, but we have, they've done an excellent job setting up S.W.O.R.D. and they've done an excellent job with establishing a whole origin for Monica as well. So, um, give us give us more of that. I, we still need that uh, Legends of Tomorrow type uh, showman where it's at a Avengers level... Um, group um with just half a dozen superheroes at any given time eventually could have been new warriors my parents are in town and my dad at the end was like oh are we gonna probably see that is she gonna have her own show or something and i was like oh yeah well photon i mean she's definitely gonna be in captain marvel 2 and i assume she might be in secret invasion and so and then like i was just thinking about it and it's increasingly a not linear thing. Like I, for someone like him, who's not really into these things, I found myself thinking, Oh, you just get to watch all of it. Like if you want to follow her story, you'll never know where she'll show up and you'll have to keep watching every week on Disney plus for the rest of your life. If you want to see where right. all she's going to fit. Cause she'd be a great fit for an Ironheart show. I would think. You know, like, Riri is starting to, like, enter this world, and she needs a mentor to, like, guide her through how to navigate the world of technology and superhero intrigue and sword. And, like, I could totally see Monica as being a great character for, for Ironheart. And we, I know we, we always discuss about um, how, you know, meticulously planned the future of the MCU is, but as we've seen... With the Star Wars universe, you know, they've made decisions directly because of Disney Plus performance. So while we might not get WandaVision Season 2, what's stopping them from pushing Photon or Spectrum into development? You know, even though even though it might not be planned in Phase 4, there's nothing stopping them from ordering new new stuff. Well, and I don't know why I haven't considered this, but somebody suggested the other day that maybe the next Avengers event, like the next Endgame event, is going to be a Disney Plus event and not a movie event. And I never thought about, like, that's totally a possibility, you know? Like, I don't know if movies are necessarily where all the big stuff's going to happen anymore. Uh, Can't wait for the runtime discussion on that one. Right. Oh, can you imagine though, if it was a Secret Wars show and they're like, it's going to be 12 hours long. Oh my gosh, I'd be so ecstatic. That's the 13 one-hour episodes we need right there. I bet the middle, the 7th and 8th hour would still suck. <laughs> Probably. Everyone's like, oh, you could skip episodes yeah. 4 yeah. through 8. That's fun. I do want to talk about the pacing in this particular episode because while this episode had some really good stuff in it, it wasn't an enjoyable half hour watch like and i mm-hmm. almost feel like that was or or actually i can't claim this a friend of mine was talking about it that it almost felt intentional 
like that you have an episode that is about everything going wrong and also in that as a viewer you are getting an episode that's just a little wrong like the pacing and the way it's put together and everything is just a little off and wrong but that's also what the episode is all about that's interesting because i felt like the camera work bothered me yeah they did a little thing where they would like zoom in a little bit yeah and it is something they would do on like the office but i felt like it was off like it, it for me, it was weird. It was almost like a, like an unsteady cam that like upset my stomach. Like they did, I was like, oh gosh, stop doing that. So I really liked that theory, that it was intentionally off. Yeah, because the episode is about being... That, see, and that's just where we are with the MCU, right? I mean, maybe it's just an unintentional bomb and everyone's like, ah, you know, they did it for yeah. a reason. yeah. I know I totally under, agree with that theory though. Like if you th- threw this into a middle of uh, a season of Modern Family, you would recognize like no di- outside of like cast and stuff. Like oh, this is a weird, okay, like an El- Elseworlds type episode, but it looked exactly like, uh, save for the blatant Office theme music at the beginning. I was gonna ask Adam. We got Office theme music. And then Vision totally did a gym to the camera in the inside of that truck. As an office aficionado, were you just ecstatic about these things? Yeah, I mean, I was. I would have been really ecstatic if we got. You know, I'm I'm with the meme brigade with uh, Jimmy Woo and Reed Richards showing up on screen together with the the two Jim Halpers. No, it was great. I mean, as soon as the uh, um, no, the theme song was great. Um, maybe like at the computational services LLC or whatever that building is. Um, but we didn't get a full on <laughs> office episode. As Darcy talks to him about what's going on, he just starts screaming like Michael Scott. No, 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 oh. no. <laughs> yeah. Or like they did like a birthday party episode or, but Modern Family is one of my other favorite sitcoms too. I forget. I've got to find who did this. Who mentioned this on Twitter? But it was an excellent catch. Um, the it's been Agatha all the time song. So uh, uh, Jorge or George, I'm not sure. I'm assuming Jorge Chavez uh, at No Computer Twenty Seven was saying that that reminded him of the Munsters theme song. And I looked it up, and it's totally the music the music of the Munsters theme song. And so it's fun. I think the Agatha song was their way of like alluding to like Adam's family or the Munsters or Dark Shadows or like that weird sitcom like subcategory of like creepy witchy people that live in the neighborhood next door to you. And I thought that was really cool that they were able to tie in that kind of sitcom into the Agatha song. So um, I thought that was just a really good catch. It is an incredibly layered show. That's why it's going to be nice to uh, have it all out on the table. One, to watch through all in one sitting again so you can pick up more stuff. But to get something like that assembled episode where people can break it down and we can see the the filmmaker's thoughts and the creator's thoughts on everything in their creative process. Well, and I think at this point we're trying to protect ourselves from getting disappointed. But if they do come back through... And find a way to tie it together so that the commercials you go, oh, and like the fact that the clocks were missing their six, you're like, oh, and the hexes actually make sense. And 
you know, the devil's in the details, that's not the only place. Like, if they can find ways to make all these things that we pulled on actually come together into something, it's it'll go down as the greatest, you know, comic book show ever. Like, they have a chance, I think, to really blow it out of the water. I think minimum, it's it's a very good show. But I think that there's a chance these last two episodes, they can bring it together... It'll be an all-time great. It'll be just interesting to see how it how it lands. I mean, I'm still holding out hope that I think there is going to be at least one more big, big, big reveal. You know, I mean, we all saw Agatha coming. Um, Peters was leaked, what, a year ago? Yeah, um, last summer or something. So, so if it's a huge actual Puppet Master reveal for Doctor Strange 2, um, or... A, a, Everyone's saying Patrick Stewart cameo or Ian McKellen cameo or even Fassbender or or something. You know, I think we're we're gonna get something. I hope I should say that I hope we get hope we get something on the cameo front. Or if we could get Man Thing to like appear, oh, game over. <laughs> game, don't get my hopes up. He would totally don't be the right hope. character. More I think about it, Multiverse of Madness. If we could get Man-Thing in Multiverse of Madness, particularly since Derrickson said they want it to be like a horror show. And I was getting like swampy feelings to that basement, you know? It, I mean, it makes sense, man. It's a complete subvert. Who expected Man-Thing to show up in a series featuring Scarlet Witch and Vision with Aga Har- Agatha Harkness as the super... Imagine saying that sentence back in 2008. Yeah, and... Darcy Lewis will have a major role and we'll get the origin story right. of Photon. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And Jimmy Woo sets up Agents of Alias. It's like, what, what do you In between you the mean? Brady Bunch and Malcolm in the Middle send-ups. Correct. Right. Yeah. Like, what? So, I mean, someone like me. I mean, we know Man-Thing exists in the MCU. Ragnarok confirmed that for us. So. All right. You guys ready to hit the mailbag? Pick me out a comment or two from Michael T. Ford while I do Twitter. Oh, Mike has all kinds of good. Um, when we were talking about this, he said, what about if they do a series, but the finale is a movie? For like a secret. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. And I think we'll see a lot more of that where like, I mean, when the movies come out, they are going to be coordinated with the TV series. Or maybe less because of like the COVID delays. Maybe there were plans for that. But I think that's definitely possible. Secret Invasion, like making half a Secret Invasion, the intro to Captain Marvel 2, and then the other half of it, the you know, like the, the after effects, I think would be awesome. He also explained that um, that dialogue that you hear when she's going through the hex, when Monica's going through the hex, he thinks it's all from Captain Marvel. I just, maybe the context of it, it sounded like it might have been stuff from after Captain Marvel, like as as she was growing up, but maybe not. No, it's, there's some Samuel L. Jackson stuff from Captain Marvel. There's some uh, Brie Larson stuff from Captain Marvel. And I think there's some of her mom as well. But I'm pretty sure it was all Captain Marvel dialogue. We're going to get a comment that we should have watched Captain Marvel. To I probably should Come have. On, and I might, you know, being at the end of the internet. A couple of things on Twitter. Uh, at KJ on Air. Um, a show called Kinda Nerdy Girls did an interview with the voice of um, Mrs. Morales. From Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, they tagged us. I'm always very honored when people tag us to promote their stuff, because I'm like, your show has to have more listeners than ours does. But um, 
anyways, yeah. Uh, so cool. That's great. Uh, lots of people got <laughs> excited about that. Um, Michael T. Ford had also been commenting on the show, shared a good article about how Star is working with Disney+. Plus. Uh, Adam <laughs> had a comment about how the Mars rover is getting better internet than he gets in Iowa, and Shelby, our dear friend, feels exactly the same way. Much love to all of the people with crappy internet. And then over at the website, uh, Love Waffle uh, was talking about how he just can't quite get himself to be interested in paying $30 to see Blackwood on his couch when he doesn't have to pay anything to watch WandaVision. And that's, I thought, an interesting take on that stuff. So more and more people are going to expect to get stuff on streaming for free, particularly after HBO Max. So that may be a problem for Disney going forward. We'll see how Raya and Lost Dragon goes. And then I thought this was pretty clever from Preto. We talked about whether Mar- uh, Darcy used the F-bomb last week. And he said, Darcy definitely dropped the F-bomb, but Wanda's hex wave altered the last consonant to make it more sitcom family appropriate. I like that. So we can add censorship and sanitizing language to Wanda's list of powers. No wonder Disney Plus loves her. She's forking great. I love it. And I thought that was... Uh... I think that's actually what is happening there. Like, I think that that makes total sense and totally fits in the show in a fun way. Uh, Also, over on Patreon, uh, Kenny Yania sent us a a note. I get the thinking behind Pietro not actually being Pietro, but it'll be a real bummer if they're taking us uh, on the multiverse in two consecutive properties out on the... uh, Oh, faking us out on the multiverse in two consecutive properties because Mysterio was a fake out on the multiverse. Feels like that might cheapen the actual multiverse stuff they're developing. So thanks for that comment, Kenny. All right, I think that's everything I've got. You guys got anything else? I'm good. Still another week, no Iron Fist reboot news, so we'll keep on keeping on. Don't stop believing. I'm telling you, Adam, I I keep... The more I see of Raya and the Last Dragon, it's the best Iron Fist movie. Like, uh, just as Incredibles, the best Fantastic Four movie we're going to get. Raya might be your Iron Fist movie. There's dragons, there's secret villages. I need to go to therapy or something because every time someone tags me in the work chat, I'm like, finally! Oh, no, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. Thanks for watching live. Good to have you today, Michael. Uh, Thanks to all of our patrons who support the show. Help us to pay all the bills. We appreciate that very much. Uh, Thanks, Tim V. Cox, for our logo. You can find him on Instagram. Alvin is at the Skull School. He did our music. You can find him at a bunch of different websites. Uh, we're going to continue to do this deal live recordings on Saturday mornings, and then, uh, we'll put the video up a little bit later Saturday and then the finished pod on Sundays, uh, to the best of our ability, you know, give or take a day, depending on what's going on in my life. Uh, we've got two more episodes of WandaVision and, uh, so keep giving us your stuff, comment on our website, on Twitter. Uh, we love talking to you. All right. That's the show guys. We love uh, talking to you. We'll see you later.